Hey y'all, welcome back to episode 58 of Bitches Love Brunch. This is Courtney. Oh, god dang it. What? Didn't I used to say I was? Oh, I stopped saying co-host Courtney. That's right. That's okay. why you're doing a good job. But yeah. hey girl, hey. Hey girl. Hey, this is Kiana. What's up everybody? Um, We are together. We are. In person. Live and in person. Face to face. Right now. No FaceTime. I am here in Nashville, bouncing back after a, um, it was a weekend. Yeah. I don't even know what to call it, but. 72 hours of fun, pure joy. It was a hell of a weekend. It was. It was, it was such a great time. Guys, we stayed here in Nashville over the weekend to celebrate my 30th birthday. I'm 30. You're 30. When did it, how did it? How does 30 feel, Kiana? It feels like a lot of things. Mostly, um, it feels like a lot of gratitude. It feels like a lot of accountability Mm. and reflection. Mm -hmm. And it feels like really, really good energy. It seems like things are aligning. I think this, it feels like alignment. That's what 30 feels like. Wow. How did 30 feel for you? Um, I was ready to turn 30. Like, folks. You were done with your 20s? Absolutely done with them. Absolutely done with them. I was like, bring on 30. I was looking forward to 30. But I don't know if that has so much to do with 30 as it did with getting out of my 20s. That was a long-ass decade. 20s are, it just feels like I just shed everything for 10 years. To get right back to the basics. Like, I put on shit just to shed it back off. Mm. And right back where I am at 30. And not mentally, but just, like, wisdom-wise. Because then you have to take time, like, sit back. Like, oh, this is how this plays? Everything mm-hmm. comes back around. Mm-hmm. It's like... Yeah, my 20s just clothes. felt extra, extra long. Like, there was definitely a part one and a part two. Because if you think about it, your early 20s, like, you're graduating college. Yeah. You're still a baby in yeah. a lot of senses. Um, but from your mid twenties, <clears throat> excuse me, on, it's like, okay, I know some things that I want to do, don't want to do, still kind of can be in college mode if you want to, um, but you don't have to type of thing. Right. Um, but it, yeah, so it was, it was 10 years of kicking it. Yeah. I slowed down kicking it a long time ago. I think after I left OU, one, I just have never been like a club person. That's just mm-hmm. not my personality. Mm-hmm. But I do like the concept of getting up and getting dressed, but I don't like the concept of standing in my heels for that long. So mm-hmm. if I'm going to go somewhere, I need to sit down. Not even to be bougie, but your feet hurt. See, no, the it's kicking It's not comfortable. It, the kicking it, I, I never really did clubs either. I'm talking about just the physicality of actively drinking, engaging, being up with, I don't care if I love them. <laughs> like, but you know what? I, will, I still don't mind that. I don't think it's at the rate in which I was doing I mean. in college. But I still like the idea of gatherings and getting together and still sharing drinks. Like, I still love that aspect of life. That's one of my favorite parts as an adult. It's like I can get my grown ass up and go get a drink with my friends or have I'm a weekend. Saying, like, look different at twenty. Oh yeah, it looks very different. Like, but it's I don't think the people that. I kicked it with none of us were club people. It was just the aspect of like, okay, we about to get up, we about to drink, we about to engage with people and not drink like leisurely over um, dinner 
or over spades. But like, I wonder who's going to tell the craziest story tomorrow because they were that lit. They were that lit. I can't, I, like you said, like, I think we stopped that a long it, it, it time ago. It feels like ago. another lifetime ago, but yes, it, it does. feels like yesterday. It does. And then I'm like, did we only do that on special occasions? But that's not true. No, it was that's my weekend. point. Yep. Just the frequency of it is not <laughs> the same. I can kick. I felt like I maintained a great kick it this weekend. I was going to ask you, so with all that being said. I maintained a very the great kick it this kick weekend. It. Do you feel like you But that's because I have to let people know how I kick it now. Because folks love to be like, yep, I'm looking, you I'm, looking dead, I'm looking dead at Kiana. Because folks be like, take another shot. Do this. Do that. And I'm like, I am good. I know my level that's going to give me enough to um, hit a little twerk if I need to. Baby hip swing. Baby hip swing. Maybe one little leg. And and wake up. If only y'all knew about the leg. It's the infamous leg. Oh, my gosh. Um, but each not day. Not the stanky leg? Not. I would, yeah, I wouldn't call related. it the stanky leg. They're related. They're cousins. They're in the family. They are. But I woke up each day, no hangover, and yes. ready to do it all over again. Oof. But my homegirl just asked me, she was like, you going out tonight? I was like, it's Monday, in, it's Monday in Nashville. It's a school night. It's still a school night. Do you know what I plan Granted, to do? Granted, there is a really nice place that we can go to tomorrow night. Mm. I know it's on a school night, but it's a really cool bar mm. in Nashville on Tuesday nights. It's a vibe. We'll think but, about um, that. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a solid weekend. I feel like I did the same. I, I was very proud of myself. I didn't overdo anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you checked I, out when you needed to. I did. I do believe in a nice checkout. Um, it was it was perfect. People just let me do what I needed to do. That's I good. believe that. Um, what was I telling somebody this weekend? Like, I believe that love is freedom. Mm-hmm. Let people be free. Mm-hmm. They'll enjoy themselves a lot more when they're able to do what they want to do. You're right. Sure. You're right. Well, that's what we've been doing, guys. So, um, shout out to Kiana for throwing a uh, bomb-ass birthday weekend for herself. <laughs> that's um, very true. I mean, if ain't nobody else going to do what you got to do it. For me and my friends. Yes, but that's we it. came to celebrate you. And we had, I think we all can attest, at least that's what the group chat said, that everybody had a good time. Um, we made lots of new memories with each other. We already have so many memories. memories, but this just adds to that list of things we can refer back to to laugh about. Yeah, lots of new memories. Um, and I'm going to leave it with that. One of those memories was that we got to go to Coyote Ugly. <laughs> I'm not going to. Now, I've been to Coyote Ugly before. Um, I won't share the details of my trip to Coyote Ugly because I don't think that's necessary. And I won't share the details of Kiana's trip to Coyote Ugly. But just know that we had a good time. Also, what I appreciate about this weekend is that there was minimal footage. Yes, and granted, there may be footage, but none of it made it to made where it public. It right, we shared it amongst ourselves, um, and yes. that even wasn't that wasn't even by request. It was just a natural vibe, you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you go places and people literally have their phones out and everybody faces, and you're just oh, like, yeah, "Bro, yeah. 
do you know where we work? <laughs> right, I don't have time. So, for um, it was it was just already a spoken thing. That was the beauty of the group. So even though I felt like I had a great birthday because I threw myself a shindig mm-hmm. in Nashville, I feel like it would not have been made what it was without the people that were there. Absolutely. It I'm was the perfect. But it was the perfect group in every way. All right. Well, Kiana's 30. Yeah, here we are. Show her some love. Thanks, guys. Um, all right, we're going to move on. And Kiana's going to, as always, share something with y'all. Share a little bit of good, good news. news. All right, guys. So I'm going to give the good news. And this is a portion of the podcast where we just like to put out some good energy into the world, whether that be through a quote from a poem or right now I'm going to give you guys some affirmations. Lately, I've just been in my zone and affirming myself and just trying to reconnect with the things that make me me. And so I want to share an affirmation with you all. So here it is. Very soon you will realize that you have gone further than ever. The positive intentions will materialize and you will see this in your health, career, love life, and spiritual life. This positive shift may make you feel grateful that you are alive. So I affirm that for all you guys. Amen. Go out high, 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 mm. high vibration. Mm-hmm. Got it. All high, of that. Hi. <laughs> yeah. We're going to ask uh, Deuce to chop and screw that. Right? Mm-hmm. Deuce, look out for me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So... I think we're going to get into some good discussion here. Um, let me kick this off by saying <clears throat> Kiana and I keep a notes page of like topics of things we want to discuss um, for the show. And so we kind of, before every episode, we kind of go down the list and decide, for, determine how we're feeling for the day. But yeah. I want to point out that this topic, Kiana actually put in here. Before Love is Blind came out, okay? <laughs> because so, this shit happens all the time. Because it, this is a very real thing. So we may pull some context from uh, the show, but just know that a lot of the things that we talk about are things that uh, we can relate to, whether we have experienced them ourselves or um, we bear witness to them as a bystander. Um, or sometimes, you know, we pull them from the hot topics, as people like to call them. Pull them hot tops right up. Um, <laughs> so, this... I made myself <laughs> You did. You did. And I just kept it moving to, like... I don't think you caught what I said. I did. It was funny. What, wait, what did you say? I heard you it, but I didn't hear... I said, pull those hot tops right up. Oh. Okay, that's okay. Yeah. I did hear that, and I... Didn't think too much. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I didn't think too much of it. All right. All right. So good jokes on nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just me. Everybody else might be, you know, everybody else will laugh at I hope it. Somebody else laughs. Let us know if you let Kiana know if you laugh at that. Cause it wasn't that I didn't think it was funny. I just <laughs> It's okay. Water on your bridge. Yep. Let's go. Yep, let's go. <laughs> so um, Kiana was talking to herself one day. She said, self. <laughs> um, but this thought around when to 
disclosed sexuality came up. And I think that is, when I saw you put it in the notes, I was like, this is so real. This is so real because it happens all All the the time. time. Um, And I think when people hear that, they think of, they primarily think of men Right. Disclosing their sexuality. Right. Um, But I really believe that it goes both ways. Um, But I'm going to pause here for a second to uh, to to get your thoughts. Like, where did this like what what sparked it? So we're all dating. Mm -hmm. You and I, we're dating. We're Mm -hmm. actively dating. And there's just certain things that you want to know just as a as a person that. just as a person who's out here in the world getting to know another human being. And I think that one of those questions should be, what's your sexuality? Mm-hmm. Because sexuality, we are learning. We are all learning. Um, is very fluid. And a lot of people, depending on where they are in life and what they're going through in life, depends on where they are on that spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, or what they decide for that day. Shit, who knows? You can do whatever you want. However, I do think that um, while dating responsibly, I do think we all have a responsibility to share with another person, especially somebody who you plan on being sexual with. Mm-hmm. If you don't plan on being sexual with them, I'm going to tell you what I do sexually. That ain't none of right. your business. Right. But if you do plan on being sexual with somebody, I do think that asking somebody their sexuality in the same way, asking them how they like it mm-hmm. is important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, um, me, I chose this because I have personal experience with this and it happened quite it was it was when I was young and so I think then I wasn't as mature as I am now about it mm-hmm. even though I didn't have an issue then not completely like not I wasn't yeah we can we can work through this but mm-hmm. it I, I had experience with this and it took me a long time to grapple with what why did I feel so wrong like you should have just told me the shit and I will say that also um Everybody who is on a spectrum, which we all are, sometimes it takes time to figure out where you are and who you are. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that gives you the right not to share with somebody else who chooses to be intimate with you. Mm. So I just want to put that out there. That's what got me to this point to add that to to our, our group message. Has this ever happened? Have you ever dated somebody? Or do you ask? How about that? When you, when you <laughs> she are, had a lot of questions. I did. When you are dating somebody, is that a question that you primarily ask? Let me backtrack for a second because I want to ask you something. Because you said it. You know from experience you look very nervous right now. Don't be nervous. <laughs> right. But what about my question? I'm going to come back to your question. I just going to dismiss I did, my question. No, I, I just didn't want to move away from the moment yet. How did you feel? Like initially, like what was your initial? And I'm I'm asking that too because then I will tell you my yeah. Um, I think in the moment I felt like, damn, that's humiliating. Why didn't you let me know? Mm-hmm. Because my thing is always, don't let anybody tell me this doesn't matter about sexuality. Don't let anybody tell me anything about you that I don't already know. Right. Right. If we're in a relationship with each other, right. don't have me out here looking stupid. When I was starting to date in Nashville, there was a guy I met, and I told him right before we went out, this, our, this was our first time in public. I said, I'm new here. Mm-hmm. I don't know none of these people. I don't know none of your, I don't know your past. Mm-hmm. So if there's something you need to let me know that somebody can come up and let me know, 
we need to have a conversation right, before right, we go out. Right. I'm just going to put that out there. Yep. Um, so that's important to me just because I'm so close with my partners that I expect, I, I want to know what you're going through. I want to know what's going on. And I, I also just don't want to be blindsided. That too. And I want to know what could possibly impact me and my mm-hmm. decisions and what I want to do moving forward. So I think I was just shocked. And I think that honestly, I was embarrassed. Mm-hmm. I was embarrassed that at that point, that person, we were so close and we had been together for so long. I was just like, you're my best friend, bro. You could have just said, like, mm-hmm. hey, I don't know what's going on. Maybe we could have taken... Don't, don't rob me of my choices. Mm-hmm. I feel like I was robbed of a choice. Okay. So, I, too, have um, a personal experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a little bit how it went. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, we weren't actually together, but this was somebody that was trying to pursue me. So we dated if, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we, I would say that we dated, um, but not exclusive. It was like in a time when I was just generally dating. Right. Um, but I knew that he was looking for something serious. Um, I also, I think it's also important to note in there that he and I are four years apart. So he's four years older. Okay. Um, and so I was younger when I met him. So he was ready for a lot that I wasn't like ready for in terms of like relationship. Right, like right. he was more established at that point. I was still in college. I'm like, mm, not quite there. But we kept in touch over the years, so on and so forth. And so I actually got down to Columbus. I can literally like see the moment. Got down to Columbus, meaning like you know, I moved down here. Um, so it had to been like 2010 and we were still in touch. And we started to talk more regularly, but he was actually out of state at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and at some point I was like, I think I want this man to be my boyfriend. Hey. Um, and so I told him that. Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay, if that's, you know, if that's the case, I think we should, you know, I want to be able to share some things with you. And I said, okay, like, I appreciate that communication. That's what's up. Let's open it up. And that is when he shared with me that uh, he was, he used to be or is sometimes attracted to men. Okay. And so what I would say about that situation was, one, I appreciated his communication. I thought his timing of it was... um, I thought he did it at the appropriate time because it wasn't at a time when, which I completely understand, like, I don't really think that there was a need for him to tell me any sooner because we hadn't gotten to that point yet. Um, So I thought, and that might've been just his maturity. That's why I referenced the age difference, but that just might've been his maturity of like, you know, this is somebody that says they want to be with me. I do want to be with them, but I feel like I have to be honest with them. And so I completely appreciated that and respected um how he handled that situation um did it make it any less awkward for me no um because then that put in my mind like well you say attraction but has anything taken place like yeah because that's two different things right that's two very different things um and i can i can definitely admit that i don't think that that was something that i was ready for Mm -hmm. in that moment i think and still hope to this day that he knows that there was never any um judgment yeah on that but just knowing that that wasn't something that 
I mentally was ready for because that would just put a lot of questions in my mind. And I don't want to have to doubt or feel like I can't trust the person that I'm with. Right. And I don't want to question them unfairly. You know what I mean? Because he had never really given me a reason to question him. That would all just be me. And I didn't feel like that would be fair to put him put on him. Right. So that's my um, my context is a little bit different in terms of the relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, It is this guy that I was in a relation. I was in a relationship with. um, This was the guy I was in a relationship with from the. Eighth grade into the twelfth grade, and granted that may seem small, but that's big back then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> back y'all should have seen it was. Y'all should have seen her face, but right that was now, big back then. but listen, right mm-hmm. now at thirty, it's a drop in the bucket, means mm-hmm. nothing. But back then, we have been together from middle school to high school, and I was. Was this getting, also? Um, yes, this okay. was the guy who also proposed to me. Mm-hmm. So Kiana was engaged. little known. I was not. <laughs> I, listen, I we'll get it. there, but I was proposed to. I've been proposed to before. Um, so it, it had a whole different meaning. I felt like we had been together for a while and I was yeah. like, who, who are you not to tell me this? Um, it, it felt really like betrayal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think too, it wasn't, it was never an issue that he, one, he, I don't really know what his sexuality is. Let me be fair. I just know that he was attracted to men or sexually attracted to men as well so he never really told me that could be that could have changed by now so i haven't really spoken Mm. to him since then but he never come out and said anything to me actually he wasn't the player well he wasn't the one to initially tell me so that again was also why i felt like betrayal i didn't hear from Uh, you you know i heard i heard from everyone else while you know i was getting ready to go to school and then you called me and on top of that i was still kind of to go sit and talk because at that point, you know, I have very some of my the closest people in my life belongs to the LGBTQ community. Right. So I was just like, yo, even with that, with even with me feeling like you betrayed me, I was like, are you okay? What is your mom right, saying? Right. Where do you have to go? Because his mom put him out. Mm-hmm. So I know what that's. I don't know personally, but I've been there with people right. who've gone through that and um, having to move him in. I still help with all of that. I was still like, you know, I'm still. But why? Why won't you tell me this? Mm-hmm. Why won't you tell me this? So I think that, um, like I said all the time, because this was a black male that I was dating, I often feel like sometimes black women are casualties in war with black men within themselves, mm-hmm. because my feelings were jeopardized with you trying to take the time to figure out what was going on, which is nothing wrong with that. Just exclude me, please. Or give me the choice yeah. that if I want to be excluded, I can I can exclude myself. I can remove myself. Like I said, it's all about for me taking away my choices. Don't ever give some people fought for the right to choose. Yeah, like don't take away my choices. <clears throat> I have a I have a say in what I want my life to look like, and you don't get to decide that because you claim you love me, whoever you are. I think this is one because we do often talk about that struggle in um, black women being the casualties. Um, <clears throat> when it comes and to I can only speak for black women because I, I felt that way as a black woman right 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 um because of some of the behaviors of black men this one however I'll be honest and maybe this is because of the experience that I had you know our mm-hmm. our experiences were different in that but this one I do um I think I'm a lot more sensitive to though because had it happened in a similar way that it happened for you I absolutely would have felt betrayed, like, 
yeah. Why, you know, why it's do you not feel the like... sexuality. It's not the sexuality that you're hung up on. It's the lie. It's the fact that, right. hey, you lied about something or you didn't disclose something to me and everybody else is going to tell me and not you. Right. But at the same time, for me, I'm a lot more sensitive to it because there is this battle. It's one thing to be... It's one thing to be a cis black man right? Um, and have personal battles that you're struggling with, and then I fall victim to that. It's another thing to be in a position of feeling like you can't be with be yourself with even the most closest people in your circle yeah. and not knowing how to navigate that. I struggle with that for anybody who feels like you can't authentically... And freely be who you are. Right. Or you feel that you can't be into a point where you don't know who you can trust with it. Right. I don't think it takes anything away from the betrayal because, like I said, I would have felt the same way, especially if I had to find out from other people like it was in your situation. Um, At the same time, to me, though, I I hear and sense a lot of um, fear, concern, um, you know what I mean, in that. From the other side of it, like, how 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 can I show up and be my whole self and know that I won't be, I won't be judged. I won't be, it won't be taken the wrong way. I won't be questioned. Um, I won't be dismissed. Um, I, I, I think that that is a lot of pressure to want to open up and say, this is who I am freely and not know how people are going to respond to that. Besides the fact that you don't, you don't, in general, you don't have to like, you don't have to disclose that in an intimate relationship. You absolutely should. For sure. And that's the, you know, that's the premise of this conversation. But to be fair too, we were kids. Right. So as a young person, that is difficult. Right. Like you said, it still doesn't lessen the feeling of it. But I will say that, you know, I, I really believe in their reasons and they're and but they're not excuses. So that's a good reason. It's a very good reason. However, like we said, because because we don't teach kids how to love themselves for who they truly are, um, we don't teach them not to use that as an excuse to hurt other people. Because they don't mm-hmm. have the permission to fully be themselves, mm-hmm. even in their home. Mm-hmm. So then they're forced to go out and make excuses for hurting people. It's not their fault, but mm-hmm. that's an excuse. It's still not a good enough reason mm-hmm. to really sacrifice another person. I think at some point we have to stop telling people that they can be collateral damage from somebody else, even though it feels that way all the time, but it's still not okay. It's not. It's not. But do you, in that situation, like, do you feel like the intent was to hurt you? And, no, and that doesn't also, take away from your heart. Right. I was going to say, I don't think the intent was to hurt me, but intent has nothing to do with impact. No, it doesn't. But I, I think, I, I do think it matters though. Um, I don't, I don't think that his intention was to hurt me. Um, I don't think that he went out deliberately trying to hurt me. Right. But I think it still don't matter because that's, that's the impact that you have to face right. the consequences. But I think that's going to be with anything. Yeah, like, that doesn't matter. But I, I do always think that intent does, let me not say always because I hate speaking in definitives, but I think in some situations intent matters. Um, but it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't negate the impact. 
Um, it, I don't, I just don't think it's a, uh, I don't think it's a black and white situation. I don't think anything is. So I, I just recognize the challenges in that. Um, and I see them as opportunities and which is why we're having the discussion is like, how can we learn from this and know that, um, you know, there's opportunity to for people to be vulnerable with who they feel that they can trust. That too. Um, and when you're good and ready, you should tell. You should tell that person, but don't. But don't let it be at the expense of the other person too. So, so when, when I say you, be, when do you want to know? When do when do you? Well, one again, mm-hmm. do you ask that question right. when you date somebody? Um, I haven't in the past. Uh, I absolutely would going forward mm-hmm. um, because I think I think that's just a part of a larger conversation around sex and sexuality. Mm-hmm. So not in, in in when I say sexuality, I mean like even what you were saying earlier, um, like what do you enjoy? Right. Um, because I I want to know those things, and I'm, I also think that comes with a different phase of life and phase of experiences mm-hmm. as well. Um, because I'm not dating to date for shits and giggles anymore. Um, if this were, I almost said 20 years ago. No, this were 10 years ago. Not to say that I was absolutely reckless. It just would, it just wasn't at the forefront. Yeah. Um, as it should have been, but again, reason not excuse, but we were in our twenties. Right. Um, but I would absolutely ask, like I said, I think that's part of a larger conversation. Um, and I just want to know the person that I'm with. Like, I don't want, I don't want to be blindsided. I don't want anything to pop up. I don't, I don't want to be that person that's like, people are in the background talking about things like, "Mm, does she know he did this? Or does she know that, you know, that happened? I don't care what it is. If it's sexuality, if it's another woman, you know what I mean? Like, I don't care what it is. Don't don't let me find out from the streets. Right. That like that's that's on period. <laughs> like just don't let me find out from the streets. Like I feel like if it's going to be me and you it needs to be me and you. Mm-hmm. And we need to be able to candidly have those conversations and they're not easy. You know who the fuck you talking to. Is yeah. is you know what I mean? It's not easy to let those guards down and be that uh transparent always, but I do believe that if we are creating a safe space for each other, it makes it easier for us to have those conversations. Um, when I when I can show my vulnerability, I feel like that creates space for people mm-hmm. to feel comfortable in showing theirs. Um, you ask me when? No, I just want to know, do you ask? Do I ask? Yeah. Okay. I think it's an important question to ask just because, like you said, you just want to know your partner. You want to mm-hmm. know... I know a lot of people don't like to harp on exes, but I think that's important. I think that maybe not talking about the ex in general, but having some context to what that person may have experienced with mm-hmm. their partner, whether what their sex was and their sexuality, because that that impacts some of the interaction to help you gauge, you know, what you, how you should maneuver in your relationship with this person mm-hmm. and what they've been through. But I also think that... Um, it's just helpful to know, I think, in terms of having a healthy sex life. If you want to have a healthy sex life, especially women, I think that we don't... All we all we get told is to wear condoms and don't get pregnant. Like, what else? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what else do I need to ask? 
what else should I be preparing for? That's been a big thing for me lately is really exploring women and sexuality. And and honestly, it's been an interesting path because I was raised Christian. So all of these things about women and sexuality is just like, oh, this is fascinating. They, everybody told me that this was a sin. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So really understanding like, Women just have to feel more empowered to talk about sexuality and what they prefer and what they don't like and what they do like. Because for so many years, for centuries, since the beginning of time, we've just been told what to do with our bodies and not really give a say. Or told what was going to do yeah, like it's to just, our bodies. You can't tell me what I want and what I don't want. I get to decide. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, And that's just no matter what it is. Yeah. No matter what it is. And so I just think that as a woman... I should feel empowered to ask anything I want to ask about my sexual partner in the same way that some men feel so freely just to take whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't ask a question. Mm-hmm. It's, it's beneficial for both of us. You may find out something you like. Do you feel that that's the vibe that you can't ask about sexuality or I sex? I think that sometimes it can get uncomfortable for people. And I think that's healthy, too, just to have mm-hmm. a conversation about sexuality to know where that person lies in terms of understanding other people who may have various sexualities mm-hmm. or who may fall on different parts of the spectrum that they don't. Some people are just so abruptly ignorant that just like, what do you mean? What's my sexuality? You, mean, mm-hmm. you know, they may get offended. And then some people are just like, you know, I'm glad that you asked that question. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody's ever been take the time to really create a safe space for me to really fully answer that question. Mm-hmm. So I think that, um, it's important because sexuality is becoming more and more of a conversation these days. Like even when it came to Zaya Wade, mm-hmm. having to explain to people like, Oh, well, I think there was a post I saw on Facebook. Like, yeah, well, I don't agree with Dwayne Wade's daughter getting a sex change. That's not what she said. You got to mm-hmm. understand that gender and sexuality are two different things. We're not talking about sexuality. So we need to make it a part of our regular language, a part mm-hmm. of our everyday experiences. Um, and I think we could all benefit from it. And I think that it will create a safe space, especially for black men, because they really struggle with the idea. Some of them, cisgender black men struggle with the idea of sexuality being even fluid mm-hmm. um, or even openly saying mm-hmm. that it could be fluid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So however we can create safe spaces for them too, I think is important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I, I think it's a larger conversation and something to be um, sensitive about on all fronts because I also don't think it's something that can be forced upon people. And I say this all the time that um, it's about educating people. Like, I can't, I can't be mad if you just outright don't know. Um, I, that would just mean that I clearly have a different level of experience or I won't call it levels, but I have a different experience than you do. Um, and I'm willing to educate as long as you're willing to be open about it for whatever I know, you know what I mean? Or at least connect you with the people that do. Cause I don't, you know what I mean? Especially as a cisgender woman, I don't, I don't have all those answers. Oh, that's okay. Um, Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I'm mad we had the same reaction though. Um, <laughs> so, I think it's a way that we can bring people along um, and have these conversations and they not be abrasive or forceful. Um, Because for me, a lot of times it's about starting with the people that want to know. Because when you are actively um, willing 
to participate in that conversation. I'm, I think it makes it a little easier. Not that the conversations have to be easier, but it's like when you're talking to a brick wall, right? Like I'm not about to sit here and be in a conversation with somebody who is not willing to be open. Like this could be about anything, about race, sexuality, mm-hmm. um, religion, whatever it may be. But if you're like actively choosing not to hear the other side, there's only so much energy I'm going to give to that. Um, so I think I think it's a spectrum on where people are and willing to have those conversations. Um, but for me, I'm like, if you're ready to have that conversation, I'm ready to do that. And I'm not talking about like one on one with like somebody that I'm mm-hmm. in a relationship with. I just mean like in general, because it's just a larger like you said, it's just a larger conversation that needs to be had so that people aren't ignorant. Like right. we don't have to operate in ignorance. But for me. I'm I'm glad, like I said, I always tell Courtney, like, I'm glad that you assume that role. I'm not going to educate you um, willingly. Mm. I'm not. Because I also, I think that there are people who don't know because they don't know, but there are people from the LGBTQ community walking around all over. You know some people. You just don't care to learn. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, do your due diligence and learn what you need to and I'll correct you when you're wrong if especially if you offend somebody I love or mm-hmm. offend just period just because I'm there but I do think that when you're having this conversation with somebody in the context that I was describing is that it should never be abrasive because I think the conversation about sexuality like I said begins when you really want when you're desired to have sex with somebody and I hope you're not really talking that aggressively to somebody right, you're right. trying to sleep with you know what I mean because unless they like that Everybody get their own things, you know what I mean? But for the most part, you know, I think that when you're when you're discussing, you know, your personal sexual desires with your partner, it should never be abrasive. It should never be forceful. It should mm-hmm. never it should all it should always be a calm and welcoming environment because mm-hmm. both people have to be in a vulnerable state because it takes a level of vulnerability to ask somebody that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It takes a level of comfort with yourself to ask somebody that. So I think that when you find those intimate moments with your partner or potential partner, um, it, it, it's, it's a safe space for both of y'all mm-hmm. because you need to disclose your sexuality as well. Right, right. And you should know, you know, not should know, but you should be able to be able to describe where you are mm-hmm. um, at this point. Again, like I said, if you if you if you can't describe where you are, nine times out of ten, you probably shouldn't be engaged. It's not responsible because mm-hmm. you don't know. What's going on in your head and your feelings? You got to figure that out. Um, so that's just where I am with that. Yeah, I, I just think you're going to come across. Um, well, in dating in general, you're going to come across different levels of comfort with it um, in any conversation, and I think it comes down to a matter of like, am I willing to go through this with you? Or, you know what I mean? Like, how are we going to approach this? You know what I mean? Because just because I'm ready to have the conversation does not mean that you are. Um, and and not that it's a no, but how can I not necessarily bring you along? Because I don't want to make it feel like I'm coddling. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But like, again, going back to like, how do I create this space to let you know that, it, you know, that it's okay? This is something that I want to talk about. And so, at some point, we're going to have to talk about it. Um, if you, especially if you want to continue this on, because mm-hmm. I won't be crossing this bridge <laughs> yeah. until I know, cause this is something that I need, but I don't want, I, I don't want it to, I don't want us to clash over this either. Like, again, just reiterating, like we should be able to have these conversations 
Yeah. And so when you when when you ready, you let me know. Right. The conversations are hard. Any type of conversations about sex could be very difficult for a number of reasons for a lot of different people. So even the conversation with sexuality, like let's take it even outside of the LGBT community, but mm-hmm. from Christian couple to Christian mm-hmm. couple, just having conversations about sex and sexuality and what you're with, you know, like where you fall on that spectrum. Like that's a difficult conversation that is. to have with people. And it wasn't until I was dating somebody who literally was like, let's talk about sex. And I was like, if it's about you and me, then no. Mm-hmm. He was like, eventually we're going to have to have, a, if right. we want this relationship to work, we're going to have to talk about it but between you and I. And I'm not asking for that. We just need to have a conversation right. surrounding the, the topic right. of sex. Right. And I was just like, why am I so uncomfortable then? Like, I'm wrong, but I'm mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Like, why don't I want to go here with you? He was like, I'm not even talking about with me. Like, it, it has nothing to do with me. It's I think for whole, women, yeah, it's yeah. different because we get sexualized so much. Exactly. And so when the topic um, is initiated, especially by a man, you at least for me, you start to question like, then what's your attention? Like, why are we talking about sex right. already? Like, right. how was that even, you know what I mean? Why is that even at the top of your mind? But I, because I think you told me about, but like, I, I respect that too. Mm-hmm. It's like, we don't necessarily have to talk about it as in you and I, um, but we should be able to have an open conversation about it. But I think we're so used to, especially in our younger years, um, that being like the childish aspect of the yeah. conversation where it's just like, Oh, what do you do? What what have you done? You trying to do this? And right, did it, like, right. what are you even saying right now? Like, it it just I think we just see that so much, and we're taught that that's at the top of men's mind. Yeah. And so when it comes up, it's just like you just like the rest of them. And it took me to really try to do this work, and not for him, but for me to be like, Absolutely. what's going on. That you feel so uncomfortable. So I just want to give a baby shout out to the Love Hour podcast. Have you heard of the Love mm-hmm. Hour podcast? Mm-hmm. It's with Kev on stage and his wife mm-hmm. is Kev I on have. stage. I have. That's a lie. Yes. And she ha- she is a Christian. They mm-hmm. both are Christian. But I really like her point of view because she really empowers the woman. Because we won't even go down that road. Be- because there are a lot of things that within our religion, you know, we've been told and conditioned for quite some time. Mm-hmm. So I just really appreciate it. Appreciate her and her husband taking the time to really unpack what that is so that we can really explore the f- full range of being humans. Mm-hmm. There are certain things we're just literally shutting ourselves off to because we think it's ungodly. And that's with a lot of things. Not it's so, even exactly. Sex, where it's so just like, many different things. There's so many things that come from a religious standpoint. Um, and, and I can admit, I can attest myself where I can sometimes be in conflict with that, with who I feel like I am as a person and mm-hmm. who I am as a Christian. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'm very traditional in some senses where the man should be the house. I do expect a leader out of you, but I'm also a little baby feminist where I'm just like, I should still be treated and respected mm-hmm. equally and equitably. Um, so I, I think that's just the space where we just hear these mixed messages yeah. so much and we're trying to define our lives based on one thing or one way. And right. that has been like pushed down our throat for years. For You know what I mean? Like for centuries. And it's just like, 
But and if you're not that way, right. then you're judged or you're wrong right. or you're going to hell. Right. And you, when you ain't got nowhere to send me. Right. You're going to be standing next to me. So, for doing what you just did. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I really I really appreciate that podcast. And I appreciate um, that experience with that person for just pushing me to another level to be like, let me shower something. Let me mm-hmm. grow in this area. Let me figure out, you know who I am in this realm mm-hmm. because we deserve that's what you should be doing during your singleness I believe is just really unpacking every single aspect of who you are to get to know to get to know yourself better than anybody else could so before we move on um because we say we may we may uh I can't remember the word I use but fuck it love is blind mm-hmm. <laughs> I would like to quickly get your thoughts on um that scene yeah, with Carlton Diamond. and Diamond. You know what? Shout out to Diamond because she was really trying to talk to him. I think that she was willing to work through it with him, and not even work, work. And like I said, it's not, it's not the sexuality. There's something else. Like she was trying to work through the shame that he was having, mm-hmm. like the guilt that he was having. Like, talk to me. I'm in this with you. I wouldn't be here if I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And so that made me sad because I felt like he had a safe space and he. You he know, reverted. He did revert, and I not and I understand. But then again, like to call her a bitch, to talk about her wig, like at the same time, like why do you gotta drag her through the mud to go through your process? Because mm-hmm. you could have still went through your process with this situation because she was kind about it and learned from it. Mm-hmm. But you never had to disrespect her in that mm-hmm. process. Mm-hmm. So that's how I felt about the situation, and that's if the situation actually was wasn't scripted. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I don't know how accurate uh, Love is Blind truly is, but Cameron and um, what's her name? Lauren, they're still Lauren, together. They're still together mm-hmm. So maybe I'm sure there are aspects of the show that was scripted though. Oh, I'm, I'm sure like all reality TV is. Um, I do feel like but why the black girl got to get called a bitch on TV? Why the other white girls didn't get called no bitch? Mm-hmm. I do feel like one, let me say this. I felt like Diamond kind of took a lot in that show. Not a lot, but there were a couple instances where, one, there was a guy that she had dated in the pod that was like, um, pretty much was like, assumed that she was black and called her mm-hmm. on it. Um, like, because you sound black. And so she kind of started changing her voice and she was like, fuck that. Two, um, somebody was like, asked her if she was a stripper. And then three, you have the situation with Carlton, um, which I, I agree that I felt like she was going into it trying to be sympathetic. Mm-hmm. Um, and her approach was to understand and she really was just trying to process. Part of me kind of thinks that had he not reacted the way that he did, they would be in a very different place right now. I think so too. I think I low-key think she would have accepted that. I it just would have taken some time. To process, even if they would have gotten to the altar, and she would have, she would have ended up like um, G and Damien, where she's yeah. like, "Not right now, but right. we need to date through this." Because I think she even mentioned it, like you know, I built this connection with this man. I'm gonna go out there and talk to him. Like, right? She was like, "I built this, and we can. This is something that we can talk about. It's something right. you've done in your past. It's a relationship you've done in your past. We're talking about a relationship with me now. Right. Right. So I think she would have looked past this with him. Right. I also um I also saw a lot of hurt for him. Yes. And he did very quickly revert back and I 
I completely, ooh, child, in the sense of like, when you feel like, again, who you are is being questioned or being Mm -hmm. attacked, um, it's that fight or flight type Mm -hmm. of thing. And sometimes you revert back to a part of yourself that you know is not the most productive, um, but it's what you know and that's where where your comfort lies. Mm -hmm. Again, not an excuse because... He didn't have to go where he went. Mm-hmm. He, Like you said, he did not have to disrespect her. Um, and reverting back looks different for a lot of people. Like mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm probably the type that I would say I would clam up more mm-hmm. than anything where I just kind of revert in. Um, that also may be because I'm not witty and so I'm not like, <laughs> I'm not quick yeah. with it. Um, but whatever the case, the disrespect was just like, not mind blowing, but it it really kind of caught off, me. Let me just say this: stop talking about our wigs in front of us like that. The same reason, listen, if we're not gonna talk about y'all hair lines, why y'all get to talk about our wigs like that? So wigs are sensitive. Have your girls check you behind closed doors, and maybe your men behind closed doors. But the same way we respect black men's hair lines, how many times you hear us out here talking about jacked up hair lines? That's the first line because we know it hurt. <laughs> We know it hurt. And when our wigs slip, it hurts. Don't do that. Don't do that. Go I have a little bit that I want to say, but <laughs> I don't think I'm ready for the public backlash. So. <laughs> okay, this is what I'm going to say. And I'm going to take whatever heat I get, okay? But I ain't going to lie to you. At that part, I kind of chuckled. <laughs> I kind of chuckled. Now, but I you don't know that think she hurt. I don't think that he should have done it. It's a low blow. Dog. It is a he low blow. He caught her a bitch. Because here's so the thing. Talk about my wig. <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing. He saw that the day before. He could have said something to her. Cameras off as they was falling asleep. Like, babe, tomorrow just slide it on up. Diamond. But you that's did not have should, to use that's that. You should have known that he can yes. tell you nicely that your wig was. Yes, you're not gonna use that. Use that ammo that you've been holding on to. No, baby, tell me. Tell to me call me out, out in public like that. Regard, if I got a booger, let me know. But I did chuckle a little. <laughs> and I'm just because her wig that. was slipping. Oh, see, that's not what I. No, I was. wasn't gonna do that. That's what I'm saying. That's I why I said I know it hurts because it was true. <laughs> what can you do? You How can't you do say that. You can't do nothing but quote Beyonce she like she did. She did. And Diamond, kudos to you for channeling the greatest so quickly. She did so quickly. She didn't even she, record, she didn't even use her own script. All she spoke was Beyonce. All she spoke was Beyonce. all she. That was a language. All she spoke was Beyonce. Child, I um. Don't you come for somebody's wig? We about to start tearing our hairlines up. You just wait. Women, we're going to come up with a nice, catchy phrase that'll make a man feel bad about... You know what? We're not going to do that. <laughs> Why are we doing that? Why are we doing that? We're not going to do that. It's Because okay. right now, their weaves are looking better than ours, too. Maybe we should just all sit, there, sit around. Yeah, if they go to the right one, like, I need y'all barbers to get more skilled in that. So, like, these brothers don't have to feel a way about their hairlines, but we don't want to catch y'all slipping either. I want Tyler Perry to hire the people who do the man wigs to do the wigs on his movies. Wait, say that again? You want Tyler Perry to do what? Hire the people who professionalize in the man wigs? Those man wigs look good. To who? 
Oh, what man wigs? Have you not seen a man wig? I have Tyler Perry's man wigs. No, I'm telling him to get the other people. Oh, yes, yes. I thought you were saying that whoever does his has been. Tyler Perry doesn't do man wigs. Tyler Perry does man mops. He does something. Did you see? Do you remember? Um, what's his name's braids? Yes, Boris Cujo. Why do you do that to that man? Speaks like seven languages. He had him out there with that. And my thing <laughs> is, you have too much money to be, operating, to be operating in low-budget fashion. Don't do us like that. You opened up a whole studio, and you got him out here with these mop-ass well, braids. to be fair, that was when he was saving for the studio. Now did you did you see, and I haven't even seen the movie, A Fall from Grace? You ain't see the hair in that movie, that man's hair in that movie? Absolutely fucking not. Tyler Perry needs to stop. Stop cutting corners. Did you like A Fall from Grace? I didn't watch it because it was too... No. This, no. Personally. <laughs> you thought it was good. I enjoyed you it. it. I just, of course she did. Of course she did. <laughs> no, I didn't think it was good. But what I did was my level of expectation was low. I just wanted to enjoy a film, enjoy the 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 blackness of it, and not really critique it. And that it is was so good. good. That is so I appreciate good. It. Thank you, Tyler. That is so good. I just don't think for we and guess we went on a little baby tangent, but we can do that. I just don't think for the level of um, for the time that he has put into this game at this point. What do you mean? He's telling y'all it takes three mo- three days to make a movie. That's what's going to come out after three days of making a movie. That's, that's my point. That's my point. And we and this man is still making money. So what's wrong? We would be hot if uh, Steven Spielberg. Let some shit pop off He's and we not out here. Steven Spielberg. He is Tyler Perry. Listen, mm-hmm. I don't hold my black men to the same standard as white men. In okay. Terms of, okay. In okay. terms of what they create, Steven Spielberg is going to create shit for white people. Tyler Perry is creating the things that we, we like ratchet. We like I have funny. no problem with ratchet. There are some movies that I think that he has done better in than this one, but I still think that. He knows we like this. It makes our day for things to be messed up sometimes. We can refer back to wigs like You this think he does this shit on purpose? Yes! Wow. So these messy... Because I have no problem with the style of his shows. Does that make sense? Tyler though? Perry has enough money and enough people behind him to make it right. Oprah is the godmother of his kids. She has own. Oh, he knows where he can get the right, right sauce from. Right. So he doing he this shit on purpose. He is appealing to a certain audience. Damn. This is America. Every audience is worth money, especially our dollar. Why wouldn't he? Just take it for what it is. It's fun. I don't have a problem with what he's putting out because I just don't, I typically just don't care for Tyler Perry movies. But I know that there is a... a you don't like pop- a diary of, black, of a mad black woman? It's okay. It's okay. I do like Daddy's Little Girls. Um... My point, though, is I'm not talking about, like, because we could get into the whole writer's room thing, too, like, and him not having one. So I'm not talking about that. I'm like, even in these three days, you just couldn't get a a quality wig. No, because you need more than three days to film a good fucking movie. (laughs) You can't get any of that in three days. That's what I'm saying. You're asking for the impossible. You can't do that in Uh, three days. He needs three months. He don't want to take them. 
Wow. Then I'm going to say this. Then I think that we should stop giving black businesses who don't end up to par um, to what we think is par. Stop giving them so much slack. Everybody has their place. Everybody they has do. their That's place. What I'm saying. I think that we should release. But we'd be ready that. to cut some black businesses off. Y'all need to respect them and give them the same level of love that y'all do Tyler Perry because fuck <laughs> that. <laughs> fuck that. But the thing about Tyler Perry is that he has a track record of letting you know what you're going to expect. These other people be Inconsistency. Lying. He's consistent about it. Being inconsistent? Yes. He's consistent about being inconsistent. Which makes him so yes. consistent. Okay. All right, I'm not doing this no more. We went on a whole ass tangent that we weren't supposed to go on. <sighs> Fuck this. <laughs> Listen, them checks still clear. They are, and and that's what I'm saying. And Shout out to him because he has figured it out. Who he has no writers room. <laughs> Deval. Shout out to Deval. <laughs> Shout out to Cheeto too. <laughs> yes. Shout out to Cheeto. I forgot about that. I said, "Listen, look at that Bobcat." Mm-hmm. That fine ass okay. Go ahead. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sis. Anyway, um, no, shout out to everybody getting their coins. Yes. Tyler like, Perry. Listen, and shout out I to like, Tyler Perry for making that space. Thank you, nobody Tyler. else doing it. Because sometimes I'm just saying, this is this is what I be saying about <laughs> black men. I love you. I'm gonna lift you up. I'm gonna value, I'm gonna be your rider, not die. But at the end of the day, I'm still going to hold you accountable. Man, go to Ryan Cougar for all that excellence that you want. He doing Who? Ryan Cougar. Oh, you're right. That, <laughs> right, we is... got black people from... There are excellent directors. There are excellent people who are producing things. And that's not to say that Tyler is not excellent. He's he doing is excellent. something right. Yes, he is. That's what I'm telling you. I just don't watch that shit. It's funny. So Not all okay. of it, but I enjoyed that movie. I haven't enjoyed a Tyler Perry film in quite some time, but that was a mess, and I enjoyed every bit of that mess. When that man was eating with no food on the fork, I, you you can't pay. <laughs> you you can't that? pay for that comedy. It was on Netflix. It was free. <laughs> you don't have to pay for that comedy. Right. But it was still or when good. she came down the steps, and when she put on slippers, and then she came down the steps with no fucking <laughs> slippers on. <laughs> when she put the slippers on we for love it. it. <laughs> Will she put them on? You for tickle it? pig right now because of it. <laughs> oh Thank you, man, <sighs> that was a good laugh that we did not know was coming. So that was love is blind. <laughs> that was the conversation around sexuality. Do we want to um, even breach the other one? Yes. Okay. All right. Because I want to bring back up. I'll just. I'll kick it. Yep. Up. Yep. Yep. So. Y'all, I mentioned that um, I have gotten proposed to, and I think that this is a great story to tell that leads us into our next topic. So let me just tell y'all what happened. So we're out on a regular night. Um, It was a beautiful summer night in Cleveland. This is the summer before I take off to college, and I've already had it in my mind um, that I'm going to college to live a real college experience, meaning Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be in a relationship that means that the the autumn leaves are going to fall and i'm going to be skipping down the bricks with my friends that's what i envisioned college would be like and that it was and so i didn't want the responsibility of having a boyfriend and i knew that um after i had been with this guy from the eighth grade (laughs) by the time we were approaching college everything was rocky um it just didn't feel right to me at this point. And I was just like, I think I just want to go to school. But I hadn't told him that yet. Mm-hmm. So, of course, Courtney, we're from Cleveland. 
So we're behind the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. No, okay. Right, right behind the mm-hmm. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And there are people out there. It's nighttime. It's beautiful. Anybody knows me. You set a vibe. You set the scene. And the aesthetics are right. Especially a park or water. Like, just take me to the boat. And we're walking around this park. And next thing you know, I turn around and he is on one knee. And everyone's around us and they're clapping. With the ring in the 12th grade? This is the thing. I didn't even look. I didn't even try to. I said, get up, 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 get up. Because we hadn't had a conversation. I'm not the kind of person who likes the spotlight. That's not me. So even when the time comes for me to get married, if I get married, um, I don't want a public engagement. Mm. That's just, that's not my thing. Don't. Let it be me and you, please. Because this is going to get runny nose. It's not. It's not going to be cute. So I'm just like, get up, get up, get up. And at that point, I didn't even ask him about a ring. I was mortified, Courtney. <laughs> I was mortified. I was like, we need to go. People are around here. They're clapping. We need to go. We've never had a conversation about, why would you do this to me? In the 12th grade. <laughs> In the 12th grade. 12th grade. So that ride home was very awkward. And I actually didn't go home. I asked him to take me to my best friend, Kiana's house. Mm. And I was um, like, which Kiana? Yeah. So he dropped me off. And that's that. So that's my story to kick off. Mm -hmm. What would you do if someone turned down an engagement? You mean? Because I'm not proposing. So what would I do if like. Like, if I turn down the engagement? It can go both ways. You can be engaged to somebody and they still turn it down after you've been engaged. Oh. So, is it the proposal or is it the engagement? It can go both. <laughs> kind of looking at me like, bitch, just answer the right, question. Right, exactly. It matters. It matters. It can go both of them. They happen. Um, so, for me, proposal, I think, generally speaking... Like, outside looking in, if I turn down the proposal, then that means, like, we're not together anymore. I think So, that's when you gen- turn down a proposal, <clears throat> that means you're breaking up with that person? Yes. I say generally speaking. If, if we have no other context, then, like, if you're telling somebody, no, get up, like, what are we doing here? In your case, um, I think that would have just if it weren't maybe 12th grade and if you didn't already have like setting your mind of like what well, you plan to do. I was out of the 12th grade. I wasn't in between grade. It was between going in from the 12th Remember how you felt when I was, when you was like, pick one. Pick one. <laughs> That's how I feel right now with your semantics. My <laughs> 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 point though is if you hadn't already known, <laughs> you also knew in that moment, fuck you for this. Fuck you for this. Excuse my language, everybody. Anyway, you already had like set up in your mind that you were ending this anyway. You know what I mean? Well, not that day. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been with somebody and wanted to break up with them, but not right this? Like, it's yes, like, oh, yes. Right. That's my point, though, was that, like, <clears throat> you already didn't see it going any further at that time. Like, you wanted to go frolic on the bricks. Like, you mm-hmm. wanted to have a good time. Um, but I do think that there are some situations where um, 
you can get into the details and the weeds of it, right? Like maybe somebody was just like, it's too soon. I think we need more time. Like we didn't, we never had this conversation. So I really was not expecting this. Um, but I do feel like that is a sign of like, if you feel like you can't say yes in that moment, then y'all have not been on the same page or you have been, um, withholding some feelings and some concerns this whole time that you have not been able to speak of. But I know people that have ended up in a situation and by situation, I mean marriage, um, that they let it go far that they knew they shouldn't have been in. Um, and they they knew from the beginning. So that's hard. You know what I mean? That's yeah. tough. Um, now, if somebody called off the engagement, I think, I mean, I think it could be a similar response. But I think at that point, I would be a lot more distraught. If somebody called off an engagement? Yeah. Really? I mean, yes. Would I, like, would I eventually work through that? Absolutely. But, um... Yeah, I think I would be more distraught as opposed to. I think that people don't call off engagements enough. No, I'm not saying that like we should go through with it, but the there that's still just like a breakup where like it's a grieving process because you could have known all along the whole time like y'all shouldn't be doing this either, and you were just waiting. You know what I mean? Like who gonna say it first? (laughs) But okay, (laughs) so maybe maybe I'm not referring to calling off an engagement, which is what I would. I don't know. Anyway, I think that more people should pause engagements. I think that once you reach certain hurdles, I think you should pause until you've gotten it right, until you feel comfortable to get to marriage. I think that a lot of people I do too. just push through rocky stuff and engagements and still go through with the marriage. And don't work divorce, through it. Yeah. Knowing that you had these issues in the engagement. So I really do think that you should get engaged, re-engaged, engage, re-engage, or even just take some time to figure out whether y'all should really be getting married and if it takes like prolong the engagement right i don't Um, think there's anything wrong with that yeah i think that that's i also think more frequently i also think it also depends on what like what time in your life it is too and like your experience with dating Mm -hmm. like there are some people that are older where it's just like i don't need that long engagement because we've done this work I know, I know what I want. My partner knows what I want. Like we're on the same page of this. Like you have less of the same shenanigans that you did, that you had at 20. You know what I mean? Not, not for everybody. Cause people can still, I mean, look, there's shows like 90 day fiance out there and people Mm -hmm. are getting engaged to people across the world. So that's true. Someone sent me a clip about that. It was hilarious. You know, I, I am not big on reality TV, but that 90 day fiance, I maybe mean, I don't know what it is, but right now I've been having a lot of fun with reality TV because I don't watch it at all. I don't know the last time I've really watched <clears> a whole <throat> season of a reality mm-hmm. show. Same. Um, and I see like bits and pieces of like the Atlanta Housewives because now they are characters to me, so I don't really have to watch the show. I can just follow right. them. Right. You know, right. I've known them for so long at this point. So yeah, I don't do a lot of reality TV, so I was so over the moon about um, Love Is Blind because I was just like, I think I miss reality TV. Mm, mm-hmm. I think I do. It was mindless fun. But But yeah, so my thing about calling off or not accepting a proposal is that one, we haven't had the conversation. Um, two, how are you feeling like you want to marry somebody you can't communicate with? Mm-hmm. Um that this is a big, personal. There's a big dis- what, what's that? I said this is personal. 
Oh yeah, I'm just mm-hmm. no, not personal. I'm just saying it. Period. Not even mm-hmm. just him. Mm-hmm. I don't even know truly where our minds were at 18. Because even yeah. then, it was like, okay, well, I want to break up with him. But then I was torn. Like I've had this boyfriend for so long, but I'm going to college. It was mm-hmm. never really <clears throat> definite. We were, like I said, kids. Mm-hmm. But. Mm-hmm. I just think in general now, how do you propose to somebody you can't communicate with? I just yeah. think that is a huge. And how do you accept a proposal that you with somebody that you know that you can't communicate with or they're not communicating with you? Because at that like, point, I think you're just accepting a proposal to a wedding and not a marriage. Yeah. And I, and I think that people just get so caught up in this hype, that comparison hype of... Every, what everybody else is doing, not knowing the work that it took to get there. I know you and I have had this conversation about, you know, some of our friends where people are just like, oh my gosh, she's really winning or, you know, yeah. they really made it. And it's just like, you have no idea what they went through to get here. Like, this is not for the photo op. Like, you know, this is real shit. Right. Real, <laughs> life. real life. Real life. Real <laughs> life. Um, but I commend them for being able to get to this point, knowing the work that they put into it. If this right. were something else, we're just like, uh, do you not like, have y'all had this conversation? But they took the time. And when I say they, I'm, there are several like people that come to mind, but that, you know what I mean? They took the time to do that work. Yeah. Um, but everybody sees it for the and wedding pictures. Pretty. Right. That work isn't pretty. Relationships are hard. Relationships are hard. And they're and they don't always have to be hard, but there will always be work involved. It's not always going to be um it's not always gonna be simple and just natural and easy peasy for lack of a better term, because I can't think of shit else. But yeah. like it's just not going to be fluff all yeah. the time. Um <clears throat> but that's why I'm so big on partnership mm-hmm. um, and having a partner. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like when I have a good partner, that's yeah. that's very important to me because then I feel like we can conquer anything. I think so, too. I would. Um, I'm all about the partner mindset as well. It's just helpful, I think, to go. What did, what did they say? You can go far by yourself, but you can go mm-hmm. faster with two people. I mm-hmm. just think. When you have a partner. You can go fast by yourself or further. Further with some people. Yeah. So I think that just the concept of partnership, period, and a lot of different things, it, it helps. I really believe in the power of companionship, even to the point that it's so powerful to me when I think of like hospitals. Like you can't, mm-hmm. people need two people to heal in the room. Mm-hmm. You know, that helps people in their moods to actually share rooms with other people. Rather than to be isolated, even though it could have to do with cost too, but it it, mm-hmm. it helps. Mm-hmm. So I truly believe in investing in good partnership, but I also think that partnership requires really two people who are trying their best to communicate with each other. Being very intentional, absolutely. Um, but to turn around, have somebody on one knee on a random day at the park that you ain't never had a conversation about before. A lot of my friends who've been engaged, married, they all knew before. Yeah. Yeah. Why you Especially mean? at this point, we're yeah, just like, because we're talking about that. About like, like folks are like, me. I know what's coming. Right. <clears throat> or um, I know the people that are like, I'm not doing this until you do. Have Give you a met ring. <clears throat> any 
men or women who've experienced like surprise engagements who literally had no idea, never had a conversation, but completely blindsided? Mm, I don't think so. I don't think so. Like there's one person that I'm thinking of that that could have been a possibility, but I don't know that for sure. But yeah. another reason why I say it could have been a possibility is because of how it played out. Gotcha. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, no. Because I've always wondered about that. Because I've seen shows where people have like surprise weddings for people. Do you know how mad I'll be if somebody had a surprise wedding for me where I didn't have a say in anything that I've done that day? Have you seen shows like that? I saw the one, um, not a show, but if you remember, it went viral like a few years ago. The the man that had proposed to his girlfriend, but they also had the wedding that day or something like yes. that. And he did all of that. Yes. But she was here for it. I hope that they are still together. Um, <laughs> no, I'm serious because I, from how it played out, like, I feel like they had had the conversation. Because right. if I'm not mistaken. I think they already had like a child together. Not to say that that's an automatic. No, but, but like a wedding, you just gonna plan the what I might say? Well, you're you're also different. Not different in the sense of like I feel like most women may want that, but you want to be involved in the detail. That's not a wedding to you. I'm just saying at least let me pick what I'm wearing. <laughs> <laughs> like you could even have the rest of the heavy load and just let me pick the dress. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. When I'm, let me pick my hairstyle. Mm-hmm. Maybe my edges aren't acting right today. <laughs> what season are we in? You know what I mean? There's so many factors. My nails aren't the right color. Would you get me that with my bit of blue? What, what's Y'all tomorrow? should see Kiana's face right now. She's so confused. Like, whoever is going to be Kiana's husband, don't do that shit. <laughs> just don't, just don't, don't do that don't shit. Throw, don't throw us a surprise wedding, but throw us lots of surprise honeymoons. See, <laughs> Lord have mercy. Don't throw me a surprise wedding because I want to know how much that shit is going to cost. Because I don't want to see the bill afterwards. Now, unless you footing the whole thing and we're that, you know, financially sound. But I'm also, um, I don't even know if I'm going to have that type of wedding though anyway. So there's mm-hmm. that. Now, the question for you if somebody proposes and they say no, another person says no, is it over? It doesn't have to be. Okay. It doesn't have to be. Ours wasn't necessarily over right afterwards. So y'all were still kind of dating? Yeah, we were still kicking it. <laughs> <laughs> was this before or after that he told you about his sexuality? He didn't tell me about his sexuality. I At learned, that point? Right. No, okay. this, was, this, was, um, this was before. Okay. Yeah, this is before. Um, wow. Now that adds a, a new layer to that whole conversation, though, because you were going to try to marry me without telling me. Negroes will do anything you let them. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that was before that. Wow. So, but no, I don't think the relationship has to be over. I think that if you were open to it, especially at a young age like that, of course, I think people are naturally going to skip some steps just because you lack wisdom. And you probably haven't consulted many people about this. And mm-hmm. if so, I'm sure they would have given you some other guidance. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that a relationship, like I, I feel like a relationship just like, Sexuality it happens on spectrums. It goes forward, it goes backwards, it moves through a continuum. It just 
you can never predict how your relationship is going to go. And if you committed to making it work, whether that be you got to turn down a proposal to go back to revisit some things to get it right. My thing is I wouldn't keep trying again to fix the same mistakes, but to get it right, to get it right. Yeah. I agree. I agree. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so there was something else I was going to ask, but I forgot. No. Um, Okay, you got anything else to add to that topic? <laughs> no, do you have any final thoughts? I don't. Um, I don't. I just remembered that I forgot to do something <laughs> for the last episode. But I think it's a, for real this time, it's a question we should post. <laughs> yes. We should post on Instagram um, and Facebook and see what you guys think. So stay tuned for that. Um, all right. I think we should take a break and then we can quickly pass the mimosa because we didn't do that at the beginning. And then we'll come back with our tips and brunch spot. Okay. All right, y'all. We are um, back to quickly share with you our, what we're drinking today. Kiana, what are you drinking? I am drinking 7-Up and Seagram's, right? Yes, Seagram's whiskey. To be clear, we are. Are there two different? Seagram's is most commonly known. I feel like as a gin. That's why I actually was. Yes, Seagram's gin. That's. um, She is not my grandmother, but like a grandmother to me. Good old Geraldine, rest her her soul. Um, That was her drink. Seagram's gin. No, Seagram's gin. Seagram's gin. East Cleveland. She was a. uh, Gem and a legend. Um, and the legend, you go, sis. I am also drinking Seagram's doing a seven and seven with a flat ass seven up and a hint of a simply lemonade, which was nice. Nice little twist. Also, mm-hmm. probably should have eaten a little something, but there we are. Um, <laughs> let me just say for this portion, too, that shout out to the party crew from this weekend again because Seriously. there are bottles upon bottles that are left and. And let me just say, I don't drink a lot of alcohol, yeah. hardly if any. I don't know the last time I purchased a bottle of alcohol. Yeah. I have several bottles. Several. And varieties, too. I just have a bar. Which, so yeah, which means I'll be good for the week. So, you thank you. You're welcome. Alrighty, we're going to hop back into the show and wrap up and give you guys uh, our tips and brunch spots. Be right back. And we're back again. (laughs) Tag team, back again. That is just like stuck in my head. Okay, Um, we're back again. We're going to give you, is it tips first, brush spots first? Tips. Tips. So my tip this week, yes, I'm just going to jump in and go first. My tip this week is going to go to, do we call her Chef Kirby? Sure, she was our chef. Chef Kirby. Um, she catered, mm, you are not Deanna. Mm -mm. She catered Kiana's, uh, birthday brunch this weekend. And when I tell you the spread was glorious, um, so good that I risked it all and had some of the shrimp and grits grits that had sausage in it, but I picked around that sausage, um, so that I can enjoy it, um, from presentation to just her energy to the way she interacted with, um, Kiana and and the rest of the group like she was just a joy and a pleasure to be around during that time while she was just in the kitchen 
while the rest of us were. I mean, like we were still on shenanigans. Folks yes. were drinking and having a good time, and she was just in there on her grind in the vibe. Um, and I know that you guys saw some of that. We did some some live action shots mm-hmm. um, to share with you guys on the brunch page. But shout out to Kirby. Um, you will get her uh, social media info once we post about her. But I can also give it to you now. Her name on social media is Kinami. It is K-I-N-I-M-I Kitchen. Um, so go follow her. And she's a fellow Midwesterner. And she's a fellow Midwesterner. Shout out to Detroit. The cousins of Cleveland. Um, not that that we always claim that, but very similar cities. So um, shout out to her for that. Thank you for coming in and just being a pleasure to be around. Thank you, um, Kirby. And loving on us. Yes. And filling us with awesome food. Nutritious food. We appreciate you. Yes. So my tips for the week are two black female entrepreneurs, Pinky Cole and Stacy Lee. Pinky Cole is actually the owner of Slutty Vegan. Um, mm. They're Clark, Clark Atlanta alum and female entrepreneurs who shocked 30 college seniors at Clark Atlanta by clearing their balances. So I just wanted to shout them out just because you guys know I work in higher ed. You guys know um, college is expensive mm-hmm. for everybody. And so shout out to those amazing women. Shout out to all those amazing women in our tips um, this Women's Month. And we just appreciate yep. you. All righty. Do you have any brunch spots? You said you went someplace in Atlanta? I did go someplace in Atlanta. So I ended up going to brunch with one of my friends in Atlanta. I think it was called JT Kitchen. JT Money? No, Sorry. not JT. <laughs> Listen, y'all, I can't. <laughs> JT Kitchen, something of that nature. Either way it goes. I didn't have the greatest of experiences. Oh, no. So, um, I did go to brunch. The food wasn't quite up to par, but the ambiance was everything. Nice. So, shout out to them for the decor. But I think it was like towards the end of brunch, too. So, you know, people were ready to go home. Still gotcha. no excuse, but that's how I went to brunch. So, not really going to recommend that. But I don't even know if that's the real name. <laughs> There's also that. Great. Um, <clears throat> so I went to brunch. I, and y'all know I haven't brunched in a little while, but shout out to my friends that I have been brunching with lately because we're like, okay, we're going to do better about this and about getting together. Um, so I went to Third in Hollywood in Grandview. And Sounds bourgeoisie. It does. And it might have kind of been. <laughs> Um, but I loved it. I had a good experience. I think that had a lot to do with the company though. Um, I had what was called a Royal Mimosa. What's that? Um, I can't remember for the life of me, but it was fresh squeezed OJ. Um, they might've topped it off with something special and I can't remember what it was though. Um, and then I opted for the, oh shoot, deep fried, uh, not deep fried, French toast. So it was more like a, uh, what do you call it? Like a, not a banana pudding, but a bread pudding. A bread pudding? Yeah, maybe similar to that because <clears throat> it was a little moist. So you know how like you make French toast, you dip mm-hmm. it in the the I mixture. 
Um, but it was like a casserole form of it. So it's in this like a uh, cast mm. iron skillet, a small cast iron skillet, um, bread pudding form. So it's like these clumps of French toast yeah. baked, topped with this fresh uh, syrupy sauce, strawberry sauce, and then whipped cream. You know, anything makes whipped cream. I mean, anything is better with whipped cream for me. So it was amazing, but it was also really sweet because at first I was like, oh, it's a small portion. Yeah. You know, I'm a hungry girl. So I was <laughs> like, this ain't going to be enough. But I was glad I had gotten like a little appetizer, but it was so rich. You know, I'm not yeah. really also a big sweets person. I'm more savory. Um, but the flavors were there. They were on point. I would still highly recommend. I plan on going back to see what else I can get from there. I also got... Uh, Smoked salmon, which was good with some capers. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like those go hand in hand, smoked salmon and capers. So anytime I go someplace and they don't have the capers, I'm like, it's missing. I feel like it's I a staple. Like salmon, like mm, that's unfortunate. It's amazing to my palate. Um, it's something that I feel like I always have to get. Mm-hmm. So that's why I end up splurging at brunch most times. Because if it has smoked salmon on the menu, I'm getting it in addition to something else. Um, when she got it, she got it. Yeah, that's what I do. I enjoy spending money on food and experiences. So there's that. Hmm. Sounds like someone I know. Who? No worries. Go ahead. <laughs> I want to know now. You going to tell me off air? Maybe. All right. <laughs> she be doing me wrong, y'all. Anyway, um, that's it for the brunch spots. Kiana's going to hit us with the social media and then we're going to be out of here. We sure are. So, guys, we're posting questions. We want your answers. Go on our Facebook group. The group is called Bitches Love Brunch. If you're on Instagram, we still need to hear your comments. Follow us on Instagram at bitches double underscore love double underscore brunch. And you can also follow us, rate us, comment, like, rate, review, share, tell a friend, post it um, on all your, what is it? I was going to say, it's an acronym oh. for but all your streaming platforms. Yep. So, yeah. It is an acronym for it, but it's not, mm. stream, it's not an acronym for streaming. I'll let you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but go do all that. We love y'all. Peace out. Bye.